Fort Worth. Co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Good Friday morning on this February 3rd. Andrew just brought to my attention, it's 2323, right? February 3rd, 23, that's the date today. 2323, very cool. I'm Vanessa Denhagarmo here. If you haven't figured it out, my voice is just a little different than Teresa's. Although people mistake in us all the time. It's so funny. People say, oh, I heard you the other day filling in for Teresa. I'm like, no, that was actually Teresa on the air. And then Teresa will get people saying, you know, oh, I heard you yesterday. She's like, no, that was Vanessa filling in. So our voices are kind of similar, I guess. Uh, we have a wonderful show lineup here. Doug Keck will be joining us, as he always does, president and COO of EWTN, his weekly segment with Teresa here on a Friday. Uh, we'll be getting an update from Doug about special programming coming up and maybe talking with him about the Minnesota abortion bill, this most extreme bill in the country, uh, radical abortion bill in our country. Um, Bishop Barron came out very strongly against it. We'll talk with Doug about that and a lot more. Uh, and I'll be having my first fact check Friday that Teresa usually does here on Fridays. A couple stories as it relates to Trump. There's actually, um, there's actually a four part, I believe it's a four part piece. Um, colleague of Teresa and I shared this with us and it was actually kind of surprising. The Columbia Journalism Review has a, a four-part piece on the press versus the president. And um, I've been reading it. I'm actually on part two. It was written by Jeff Gerth. It's very detailed. It reminds me of a book I read back in college that I wrote a paper on called The Press and the Presidency. And I was really fascinated by how the media covered the presidency. It was a really good book. It needs to be updated now, especially with this new Columbia Journalism Review that was really well done so far, what I've read so far. Um, and it's really about how the press has covered the, the presidency um, since Washington. And it, it takes you all through all the presidents. And it was really fascinating. And uh, it, it it ended right before Clinton's presidency. And so my paper kind of like took, took, um, took over it you know, really focused on how the press was covering Clinton. And it was really interesting in the media coverage he was getting and how he was doing late night television and talking about his cat socks and playing the saxophone. And it was just such a a different relationship with with the press than Bush had, you know, with the press. And just that kind of different perspective. And, of course, we know the relationship Trump has had with the press is unbelievable. And so there's a couple stories I'm going to read. Uh, I'm going to talk about this Columbia Journalism Review and Fact Check Friday. And also um, another uh, uh, study um, about the press and the presidency and the coverage and the negative coverage uh, Trump got compared to Obama and Bush and other presidents. It's it's amazing. I think he had his CNN, NBC average 93% of negative, negative coverage of Trump's first 100 days. So that's going to be a little different than T's, I think, typical Fact Trek Friday. Um, but that's what we're going to be talking about here. I'll, I'll get into a little bit more of that. And, and the reason that 
we Teresa even does the fact check Friday and we do our in the news segment is to make all of you aware of media coverage and how to consume media coverage uh, objectively you know how to be very conscientious of your consumption of the news in the world and we have to look at things objectively and read all kinds of sources don't just go to one platform one network you got to really kind of consume a lot of it and and make your own assessment since we're it's so agenda driven today you don't have your balanced news coverage uh that journalism is supposed to be about unfortunately and there's so much um agenda at play with all this news coverage and um and we you know there's been polls on this that even journalists more than 60 percent have said they don't believe that they need to get two sides of a story, which is not journalism. It's really activism when you take that approach. So I'll be talking a little bit about that. Lewis Brown will be joining us as well, wrapping up this hour here on Catholic Connection. He is the executive director of the Christ Medicus Foundation, a Catholic healthcare nonprofit whose mission is to share the healing love of Jesus Christ and healthcare. Talking about uh, his organization, the current state of the pro-life movement and under Biden administration and what we're talking with him about. We'll also talk about the on-the-ground uh, works of pro-life organizations such as Mary's Mantle and Mother and Unborn Baby Care, Crisis Pregnancy Centers, and the country, what the country would look like if more of us got involved in these programs. And I'm a big proponent of that. Um, as much as I believe that we're all called to evangelize the faith, uh, as Christians, we're blessed with charisms given to us by the Holy Spirit upon our baptism. I believe we're all called to get involved in the pro-life movement as Catholics. We're all called to do something. And there's wonderful organizations such as Mary's Mantle and Mother and Unborn Baby Care Crisis Pregnancy Centers. There's crisis pregnancy centers all across uh, you know, America. And I've talked about this with guests on my show, Epiphany. And it's, it's they compete against the lack of branding that Plant Parenthood has done a tremendous job in marketing themselves over the years. So they have this one umbrella organization that really pushes abortion. Um, and there's crisis pregnancy centers that are doing amazing work all across this country, really helping women, caring for women, doing what Planned Parenthood claims to do about caring for women. But no, it's really just about pushing abortion. It, it's these unborn baby, it's these uh, crisis pregnancy centers that are really caring from the women from upon their inception when they found out they were having a, a baby, they were pregnant to even years after the baby was born, helping them with monetary uh, donations, helping them with, you know, baby food and clothing and diapers and, and you know, formula and all the things in, in, in car seats and all the things they need to care for their baby, giving them hope and direction and support. And so there are crisis pregnancy centers all across America and I'm sure there's one in your own backyard or near you. Consider getting involved and supporting them. I actually emceed uh, at the uh, pregnant mother and unborn baby care crisis pregnancy center this past year, and it was a wonderful event. I absolutely loved it. They do a great job. I'm very involved in Right to Life of Michigan as well, the Mantretha annual event with the Chaldean community, and so find. A, a group, an organization, a pro-life annual event, something you can get yourself involved in, uh, sidewalk counseling. Uh, there's wonderful organizations all across America. So find one that really c you connect with and get involved in, in the pro-life movement. We're approaching eight minutes past the hour here on Catholic Connection. I'm Vanessa Denhagarmo filling in for Teresa Tamio, and now it's time for the news.
Well, there's some cold fronts all across America today. Uh, We have them in Detroit. In fact, the windshield factor here in Detroit is supposed to feel like below four degrees here in Detroit. Um, uh, Right now, it's saying that we have a high, expected high of 11 degrees, 14 in Sault Ste. Marie with snow showers expected. Seattle, a high of 51 degrees. And then we look at San Francisco, a high of 57 cloudy skies. Los Angeles, a high of 69 Cloudy skies, a, a sunny in Phoenix, Arizona with a high of 68. Sunny in Las Vegas, a high of 60. El Paso, sunny skies, a high of 61. San Antonio, high of 45 degrees, cloudy skies. In Florida, the warmest temperatures in the country today, 80 degrees in Miami, 83 and sunny in Tampa. New Orleans, 66 degrees is the high. In Atlanta, 47 degrees. Rainy rain showers in Atlanta, Georgia all day today. St. Louis, a high of 46 degrees and sunny skies cloudy in Chicago, a high of 34 Minneapolis, just 11 degrees and sunny skies. A suspected Chinese spy balloon about the size of three buses is being monitored by the U.S. government. NBC News national security and the military correspondent Courtney Kube has the latest. It caused so much concern that Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin convened a meeting of his senior military and DOD leaders to discuss the possible threat. Ultimately, they determined that it has relatively limited intelligence collection capabilities. Officials also discussed shooting it down out of the sky, but have since advised President Biden against it due to fear the debris could pose a safety threat to people on the ground. The high-altitude balloon was spotted over Montana on Wednesday, flying in through Canada. It's been hovering over the northern part of the country the last few days and is said to be still flying. The Pentagon says the U.S. has reached out to China with urgency through multiple channels. However, China says everyone needs to remain cool-headed while it gathers information. People in New England will shiver in life-threatening cold today. The National Weather Service describes it as an epic generational Arctic outbreak. Wind chills in northern Maine could approach 60 below zero, while minus 30 to minus 45 wind chills will be common throughout much of New England by early Saturday. The Weather Service office in Caribou, Maine, says dangerously cold wind chills could cause frostbite on exposed skin in as little as five minutes. Utility crews in Texas are turning lights back on for thousands of homes and businesses after an ice storm knocked out a electricity across the state but nearly a quarter million utility customers still are powerless and over half are in traverse county home of state capital austin more than 125,000 homes and businesses there are still in the dark shortly before 4 30 this morning central time residents and businesses dealing with storm damage and losses in ventura county california are now eligible for a share of fema assistance daniel martindale has that story. The presidential state of emergency that freed up FEMA assistance for public agencies was expanded to residents and businesses on Thursday. It follows last month's major rainstorms and flooding, which caused an estimated $30 million in damage in Ventura County. Residents and business owners can now apply for federal financial assistance to cover the costs of temporary housing, lost personal items, and cleanup and repair from storm damage caused by mud, debris, and flooding. The money will come through grants that do not have to be repaid. President Biden is hoping the death of Tyree Nichols leads to swift congressional action on police reform. He's pledging to stay at it as long as it takes. My hope is his dark memory spurs some action that we've all been fighting for. 
Biden and Vice President Harris met with members of Congressional Black Caucus Thursday. The CBC is pushing the president to reignite reform efforts during the State of the Union address next Tuesday. CBC leaders say after reaching an agreement with the administration Thursday, they are releasing a legislative package in the days ahead. Biden spoke about 2021 police reform bill that House passed, but didn't make it through the Senate. Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders will be delivering the Republican response to the State of the Union address next Tuesday. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy made the announcement on Twitter about the former White House press secretary. Sanders tweeted she's honored to deliver the GOP response. Up to 40 countries could boycott the 2024 Olympic Games. The story from Mark Mayfield. That's according to Poland's sport and tourism minister, who says if that happens, the whole event would be pointless. His comments came after Poland, Lithuania, Estonia, and Latvia rejected an International Olympic Committee plan to allow Russians to compete in 2024. Ukraine has already threatened to boycott the Paris Olympics if Russia is allowed to compete. The IOC is trying to find a way to allow Russian athletes to compete under a neutral flag, prompting the UK to openly condemn their plan. The United States government has also supported suspending Russian athletes from competition. Is now involved in the investigation into the shooting death of a New Jersey jury, New Jersey councilwoman. Scott Pringle has that story. Middlesex County authorities have said very little so far about the killing of Eunice June 4, who was found shot to death in her vehicle outside her home in Sayreville Wednesday night. But now the FBI is involved. Now, neighbors report hearing a lot of gunshots and then saw a suspect run away. The guy sprinted through that mailbox alleyway, and I don't know where he went. This is a neighborhood that, you know, this stuff doesn't happen here. I'm scared. I'm ready to move. The 30-year-old June 4 apparently leaves behind a daughter from a previous relationship and was recently married, but her killer is still on the loose and a motive is still unclear. It is 13 minutes past the hour here on Catholic Connection. I'm Vanessa Denhagarmo, host of Epiphany, filling in for Teresa Tamio this morning. Doug Keck, president and COO of EWTN, will be joining us after the break. Stay with us, everyone. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Steve Ray here with a Holy Land pilgrimage update. Israel's now open again and has removed all vaccine requirements. Our brand new Buses and Catholic Guide are ready to welcome you. Check out our upcoming pilgrimages to the biblical lands of Israel and Jordan. Pray every mystery of the rosary where it happened and walk in the footprints of Mary and Jesus and let us be your guides. To learn more about your Ave Maria Radio trip, find the Ave Maria Radio travel tab at AveMariaRadio.net. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. 85% of kids raised in Catholic homes leave the church as adults, but similar research shows that there's hope. Help your kids cherish their Catholic faith in a new free webinar sponsored by Ave Maria Radio. 
Against the Odds, The Keys to Raising Faithful Catholic Kids. It's Wednesday, February 8th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Again, it's free at catholichom.com slash webinar. That's catholichom.com slash webinar. It's Friday and time for our Teresa's typical weekly segment here on Catholic Connection with Doug Keck, President and COO of EWTN. Always a pleasure to talk with you, Doug. How are you today? Great, as always. Great to be with you, Vanessa. So, Doug, what's coming up on EWTN programming? Well, obviously, anybody who's been uh, paying attention or watching it all knows the the Holy Father's been on the move. So uh, today we'll continue our coverage of the Holy Father now in South Sudan. Uh, we have an event on tape delay that will be run later this morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. There's also a meeting with the bishops uh, that's at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time as well, the, the National Episcopal Conference of the Congo. It's something uh, that we're airing as well. Then we've got tomorrow meeting with uh, inter- internally displaced persons in the South Sudan, and then an ecumenical prayer. And also later on Sunday, there'll be a Holy Mass, and that kind of wraps up the Holy Father's visit uh, to Africa. So people can check that out at EWTN.com. Also, a lot of great programming on Saturday, a program with the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist. You can check that out. We also have a program on Lord's, Lord's Blessings Bestowed. Uh, it will be airing. It's a new special that will be airing on Saturday as well. And then we've got the World Day of the Sick Healing Mass in honor of Our Lady of Lords live on Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. So it's packed over the weekend. And also uh, a very interesting program, I Am Fire. It's a story of a man who was a gambler into heavy metal. Uh, then he watched a program on EW10 Changes Life. And you can learn all about Father Henry's conversion. Really? Uh, that's on uh, Saturday on, on the 4th. It's uh, Mother Angelica always at work. And, of course, next week, uh, our Faith in Action. It's a series of programs from the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. do great work in the name of the Catholic Church. And, of course, next Wednesday, Living Divine Mercy, another great program coming up with Chris Alar, EWTN.com. For all that programming information, and if you miss any of the programs, many are on YouTube, and certainly many are on our on-demand platform as well. You know, Doug, I love conversion stories, and what I love about the work that we do in radio and television is that you don't know, you're planting seeds, but you don't, we may never know whose lives we touch, and that's not the point, but I love to hear the stories when we find out who the lives we touch, like Father Henry and the conversion story because right. of watching EWTN. Can you speak to that? I mean, that's the whole point of doing what we do right. is because we're trying to change hearts. Well, we get emails, uh, thank thankfully from all over the world from people who you know have lives have been changed because of mother's mission and because proclaiming the truth of the church is impacting people's lives because they're searching they're searching for something to hang on to they're searching for the truth and so i remember father benedict groschel of late memory used to say we'll never know all the good that ewtn has has done until we get to the other side, it, yeah. you know what I mean? And as far as certainly, and in one of the great areas that Mother was always really concerned about is the pro-life area, and I know there's a lot of news about even that story coming out of uh, you know, Minnesota with that pro-protect uh, uh, reproductive options, and they always come up mm-hmm. with these wonderful acronyms for ways yeah. of killing <laughs> yeah. babies, uh, but, you know, that's the kind of stuff we're dealing with, and, uh, you know, 
that's what we're trying to reach people with programs like yours and Teresa's and our news programming. Make people aware because I think as something you've said uh, off offline was the idea that so many people just thought if it's the Democrats are for it, I'm for it. If Republicans are for it. Uh, that I'm against it or vice versa. And we really have to be much more aware uh, that though there may be generalities we can have sympathies with, when it comes to life issues like these things, we can't be playing partisan politics for the lives of our children. Yeah. And we live in such a uh, partisan country today. We're so politically divisive. We've seen so much of this, especially since uh, Trump. Uh, through his hat in the race, right, in 2016. And we became really split on party lines, and it's getting worse. And this is what I love about the work that we do and what EWTN does regularly, because we look at the world from the lens of a Catholic and not from a political divide. And we're sharing truth and facts with you and looking at what's going on in the world from what the Catholic Church teaches us. And just listening to you, Doug, which is amazing, on the vast... Uh, programming, okay, so you do all kinds of programming, conversion stories, lie, uh, faith in action, living the divine mercy, covering issues about what's going on in the abortion and the pro-life movement, following the Pope. I mean, it's so diverse and so vast and what EW10 gives us every single day. Right, and that's why we so many times we talk about it as uh, the best kept secret, and we try to promote the idea of EW10s everywhere on every platform that you can think of. Uh, streaming through your TV. So when people say, gee, I like the EW10, but I can't get it anymore, I'm sure there's a way they can get it. And we just have to make people aware. And likewise, how many times, I'm sure, have you found, Vanessa, people finally found your show or found the radio station and say, well, why didn't anybody tell me about oh, this yeah. radio station? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, this is great. Yeah. This is all I listen to now. Why didn't somebody tell me? We have that all the time where people start watching and then and they're watching it all and they say, well, why aren't, why? And quite honestly, in some cases, I think. Uh, the set, you know, kind of the underlying thing is, well, why didn't the parish, why didn't the church, why didn't the diocese, and in different places, uh, we, you know, there is promotion of Catholic radio and and Catholic television, and other places, surprisingly, uh, it can be silent, um, you know, and people say, well, why? We've got this wonderful gift of the truth being, uh, you know, broadcast around the globe on a regular basis, twenty four seven, eleven channels, uh, multiple languages. Uh, why wouldn't we be shouting from the uh, the, the, the rooftops, rooftops about yeah. the, making people at least aware that you know this is out there now? If you don't want to watch it or you're 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 fine with you know what you do at mass or you've got a great parish life, that's understandable. This is there for those people who are lurk, looking and searching and need that support. And as you mentioned, you know, with the world we live in today, I mean, every one of us needs to be able to get reinforcement to to deal with uh, the attacks uh, that aren't subtle anymore. They're direct and they're pointed. Oh, they're right in your face. I mean, and and, and I, you know, I get my news. I, I'm a news, I was a news junkie. I call myself a recovering <laughs> news junkie because of the of the way the news is today. It's not news, it's agenda driven. But I, get, I, I watch EW10 Nightly News and that's right. my first place to go. Absolutely, right. And that's why we have the Newswire, too, because so many times during the day, between Aussie and CNA, obviously in English, it's a way of staying up to date on what's going on when these stories are being put out there. Uh, And then you've got the recap of the news, and then you've got, obviously, Raymond, who takes a a broad perspective and a special perspective, and then you've got the... uh, Monsi's program, you know, kind of at the end of the week, wrapping things up. So, I mean, there's different ways for the news to be presented, just like we have 
many programs. You've mentioned uh, like the Journey Home kind of program or Catholics yeah. Coming Home or our radio show Called to Communion, all kind of focused on people who are searching or looking to return to the church or have been attracted to the church. And these stories, like you said, because it helps you to realize that there there are these, these spontaneous moments uh, when people realize, oh, and the, and the veil uh, drops or the scales drop. I remember that even myself with the abortion issue years and years ago where it went from, yeah, I, of course, I think this is horrendous, but who am I to tell other people? And I realized, well, if that's really a baby, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It's wrong, and it's, it, you know, it's no different than saying, well, I, don't, I wouldn't want to murder my neighbor, but if my other neighbor wants to murder him, I guess that's okay. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it doesn't work that way. Yeah, exactly. So. You know what, Doug, you touch up upon something so important, too. Um, because of all the different platforms and because of technology today, we can share these programs with our friends and family, and that's your way to evangelize the faith. I'm a big proponent in that. I, I go to CNA. Uh, I go to the National Catholic Register. I go to EWTN. I find stories, and I put it out there on social media, and I right. tag people, or I email people, or I text people. Just we have about a minute. Explain that and the importance of sharing these stories with other people. Absolutely. See, you know, with the, the rules out there, we can't email or send uh, material necessarily always to people who haven't asked for it, okay? But you can. Uh, you know, we, we can reach you, and then you reach out, and then others who you reach reach out, and that's how we reach the world. That's how we cover the globe. It's that ripple effect. It's as you lead out there, you want to spread the good news. That's the idea. Amen. Doug Keck, thank you always. Always a pleasure talking with you here on Catholic Connection. Likewise. God Thank bless you, Vanessa. Doug Keck, president and COO of EWTN. A wealth of information. There's never short of information on EWTN. Go there and share it with your friends and family. When we come back, it's time for Fact Check Friday. Attention ladies, are you looking for spiritual renewal to grow stronger in your faith? Come join the Rosary of Our Lives annual women's retreat on Saturday, February 18th at St. Joseph Catholic Church in Richardson at 8 a.m. The event will feature guest speaker and retreat director Amy Eck. Join us for a day of reflection as we reimagine this classic symbol of Catholic faith, prayerfully imitating Mary by pondering in our hearts the loving presence of God in the Rosary of Our Lives. Visit josephcatholic.org to register. Victory Investment Strategies is a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. They pray for continued blessing on all who make Catholic Radio possible in North Texas. The unique programming is vital to our daily lives. Victory Investment Strategies is a full-service investment firm owned by Joel and Elizabeth Victory, members of St. Patrick Cathedral in Fort Worth. They offer a variety of products and will custom fit a plan for your individual needs. 800-810-6800. 800-810-6800. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Hi, this is Dave Palmer with a reminder to download the Guadalupe Radio Network app on your smartphone. It's very simple to do, and once you have the app on your phone, you can listen to a crystal clear signal of this station, KTH 910 AM, 24 hours a day, anywhere you are. If you have any questions about our app or need help setting it up on your phone, contact me through email, davepalmer at grnonline.com. 
Are you tired of working from home? If so, you're invited to check out Work Suites, a new sponsor of KATH 910 AM owned by Flip Howard from St. Thomas Aquinas Parish in Dallas. Work Suites is designed for professionals who desire their own workspace to get their work done. Work Suites provides amenities such as a receptionist, mail and package handling, meeting rooms, and high-speed internet. To learn more about Work Suites, you can visit worksuites.com or call 888-312-WORK. That's work, S-U-I-T-E-S dot com. Garmo here, host of Epiphany and Ave Maria Radio, filling in for my dear sister in Christ, Teresa Tamio. She'll be back in our host chair on Monday. It's been a pleasure sitting in this host chair for her. Always enjoy this program. And it's Fact Check Friday, and it's the first time I've actually done Fact Check Friday. It's something Teresa started, I think, in the last year or two. Uh, it's a great segment. It's just that I've never done it filling in for her. So bear with me, because I don't know if it's going to be exactly like the way Teresa does it. Um, but there is a a story that I pulled, actually. It's pretty interesting. It was a colleague, a good friend of Teresa and I that shared this with us, that little group of journalists that we have our little therapy group with. Um, and we don't share their names because they're still in the media. But uh, one particular person shared the Columbia Journalism Review with us. And it's pretty impressive. And it's the press versus the president, part part one, part two, part three, part four. Okay, so it's a four-part. It's pretty lengthy. I've gotten through part two. I'm going to part three. I'm not going to read it because it's too much to read. I really encourage you to read it. I'll share it on my communications evangelist coach, Vanessa Denhagarmo Facebook page, and I'll tweet it, uh, Vanessa Denhagarmo, so you can get it there as well. Those are two places you can find it. Um, But I wrote a paper years ago when I was in journalism school on the press and the presidency. I really was fascinated by learning about how the media has covered the presidency, the office of the presidency since Washington. And the book ended right before um, Clinton's presidency. Okay, so it was published before Clinton became the president. So my paper that I wrote for college uh, took 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 after took took over when uh president clinton i really highlighted president clinton that was a focus of my paper i kind of went an overview of this book called the press and the presidency with uh sarah watson john Tabella. Uh, is it sarah yeah sarah watson john Tabell. i think is, were the names there really should be an updated version version two of that book um but so this 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 uh, Columbia Journalism Review was impressive to me because it kind of reminded me of that paper I wrote. And I actually was tr- was trying to get that published paper published in the magazine called George. Do you guys remember that magazine, George, that was uh, published by John F. Kennedy Jr.? Of course, he passed away and the paper went away and the magazine went away. But I was actually in the middle of writing um, – uh, a, a letter to the editor seeing if they would publish my paper on the press and the presidency focusing on Clinton and how the media covered Clinton. And it's really interesting um, because if you look at this press versus the president, this is just highlights from this this piece, okay? Trump and his um, acolytes in the conservative media fueled the ensuing political storm, but the hottest flashpoints emerged from the work of the mainstream journalism. The two most inflammatory and enduring slogans uh, commandeered by Trump in this conflict were fake news and the news media as the enemy of the American people. So those became like catchphrases during this time, right? So today, according to this report in news studies, the U.S. media has the lowest credibility in in history. 
26% among 46 nations, according to a 2022 study by Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism. In 2021, 83% of Americans say fake news as a problem. They see it. Fake news is reality, and it's a problem. 86% of Americans. So that's not down political lines, right? That's not Republicans versus Democrats. You're talking about 83% of Americans. 56%, mostly Republicans, however, and independents, agreed that the media were truly the enemy of the American people, according to a Rasmussen, uh, I could never pronounce that right, Rasmussen report. What follows is the story of Trump, Russia, and the press. So this is uh, part of what I was telling you about, written by Jeff Gerth, this four-part series from the Columbia Journalism Review on the press versus the president. Okay, So it's a four-part series. So he talks about what follows is the story of Trump, Russia, and the press. Trump's attacks against the media outlets and individual reporters are well-known theme of his campaigns. But news outlets and watchdogs haven't been as forthright in examining their own Trump-Russia coverage, which includes serious flaws. Bob Woodward of The Post told me, this is to the writer, uh, the news coverage of the Russian inquiry wasn't handled well and that he thought viewers and readers had been cheated. He urged newsrooms to walk down the painful road of introspection. Can you believe that? Would you ever believe that the report that how many media outlets are going to come out and say they did a bad job in covering that supposed supposed Russiagate, you know, that Russian story? How many of them are going to come out and admit they were wrong and they did a horrible job? Over the past two years, I put questions to and received answers from Trump as well as his enemies. The latter include Christopher Steele, the author of the so-called dossier financed by Hillary Clinton's campaign that claimed Trump was in service of the Kremlin and the FBI official who opened and led the inquiry into possible collusion between Russia and Trump's campaign before he was fired. So this is also from the writer. I also sought interviews, often unsuccessfully, with scores of journalists, print, broadcast, and online, hoping they would cooperate with the same scrutiny they applied to Trump. Double standard, right? Do you want to, you know, what's right for you is not right for me, right? And I hope poured through the countless official documents, court records, books, and articles, and daunting tasks given that over the Mueller's tenure, that there were more than a half million news stories concerning Trump, Russia, or Mueller. Those concerns would be subcharged by a small group of former journalists turned private investigators who operated out of small offices near DuPont Circle in Washington under the name Fusion GPS. So look, there was a group that was formed. A small group of former journalists turned private investigators who operated out of a small office near DuPont Circle. In May of 2016, Glenn Simpson, a former Wall Street Journal reporter and a Fusion co-founder, flew to London to meet Steele, a former official within M16, the British spy agency. Steele had his own investigative firm, Orbis Business Intelligence. By then, Fusion had assembled records on Trump's business dealings and associates, some with Russia ties, from previous now terminated engagement. The client for the old job was a Washington Free Beacon, a conservative online publication backed in part by Paul Singer and a hedge fund billionaire and a Republican Trump critic. 
Weeks before the trip to London, Fusion signed a new research contract with a law firm representing the Democratic National Committee and the Clinton campaign. <laughs> I mean, this is incredible. This is, you know, the, the, it's, a real, it's really worth reading uh, this four-part series by Columbia Journalism Review, which I'm really surprised uh, to see this come out. Um, but this is about, you know, checking our facts and knowing what's going on. There's so much more here. I can't read it all. I'm going to, again, put this on Twitter and share this on Facebook. But this kind of ties into something Andrew shared with me um, by Steve Hunley, and this is a Harvard review. So since Donald Trump's election as president of the United States, the news coverage has been relentlessly biased, okay? And I just want to read some stats. I have a minute left here, but compared to the numbers of Trump to those enjoyed by Barack Obama, the coverage for Obama was 59% favorable versus 41% unfavorable, where Trump had 93% negative coverage in his first 100 days. We got to check our facts. We got to do our research and we got to know how the media is covering particular stories before we believe everything we read. Stay with us, everyone. We're going to continue our conversation here on Catholic Connection after the break. Thank you for listening to the Guadalupe Radio Network and being part of the family. Families pray for each other. We would be honored if you would let us pray with you and for you. You don't even have to tell us your name. Just go to our website, grnonline.com, or call our prayer request line and leave us a message at 800-395-4008. That's 800-395-4008. We will be praying for you every day. Hello, I'm Joshua Stafish, a member of Modern Day Parish in Irving and a new sponsor here at KATH 910AM. I'm the co-owner of Absolute Painting. We serve customers throughout the DFW Metroplex, help them with home improvement projects, both interior and exterior, along with painting, drywall, foundation repairs, and other projects, large and small. I welcome your opportunity to prepare an estimate for your next project. You can find us at AbsolutePTG.com or by phone and text at 972-375-5100. Hi, it's your conscience here again. You know you want it. I'm talking, of course, about the 2023 Mercedes-Benz CLA 250C. And on Friday, February 24th, it could be all yours if your name is drawn. Just go to grnonline.com or call 888-784-3476. Tickets are $25 each or 5 for $100. So what are you waiting for? St. Joseph is the patron saint of the home and family. At My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine, we support the Guadalupe Radio's network's mission of honoring and supporting home and family as longtime sponsors of KATH 910 AM. We're Bob and Norma Duane, owners of My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine. We would be honored to speak with you about all your mortgage needs. We can be reached at 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. We are an equal housing lender, NMLS 265303. You're tuned into Catholic Connection. Vanessa Denhagarmo filling in for Teresa Tamia one more day. She'll be back in our host chair on Monday. Joining us now, Louis Brown is Executive Director of Christ Medicus, a Catholic healthcare nonprofit 
whose mission is to share the healing love of Jesus Christ in healthcare. He's here to talk with us about the fundraiser tonight, the 13th annual Dinner for Life at Sacred Heart Major Seminary, among many other things. How are you today, Lewis? How's it going? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Uh, my pleasure. So tell us about this fundraiser tonight. Yeah, tonight, it's a, I'm excited about it. I've uh, spoken there once before, but they're having uh, a very important, uh, here in Michigan, a uh, their 13th annual Dinner for Light at Sacred Heart Major Seminary. Uh, Sacred Heart Major Seminary is one of the best uh, seminaries in the United States. Uh, I'm uh, dear friends with uh, the vice rector, Father Charlie Fox, who does an amazing job in, in helping to lead uh, the seminary. And the seminarians put together an event for the Detroit Catholic community uh, to really help build the culture of life, and that's what we'll be doing tonight. Uh, we'll uh, have folks from Mary's Mantle uh, there. We'll have folks from Mother and Unborn Baby Care. Uh, obviously, uh, our team, including me from uh, the Christ Medicus Foundation. Uh, and we're going to talk about building the culture of life in healthcare, particularly uh, in Michigan, uh, which is so important uh, after the passage of Proposal 3. So, you know, I'm a big proponent too, Lewis, in, in that we're all called to get involved in the pro-life movement in some shape or form as, lo- as well as, you know, evangelizing the faith because we're all blessed with charisms. And there's so many opportunities with like pro-life organizations such as Mary's Mantle and Mother and Unborn Baby Care Crisis Pregnancy Centers. What could you say to our listeners about getting involved in the pro-life movement and going to events like the 13th Annual Dinner for Life at Sacred Heart Major Seminary? Right. I, I would say maybe three things. The first thing is that, thank God, we had the overturning of Roe v. Wade through the Supreme Court's Dobbs decision, which I believe gives us a new opportunity uh, for a culture of life uh, throughout civil society, particularly in healthcare, for new birth of human dignity, again, particularly uh, in healthcare. Um, we've had, we've seen over 40,000 unborn children nationwide whose lives have been saved because of stronger pro-life laws that have been implemented uh, in uh, over a dozen states. That's all great. The challenge, though, is that in some states, unfortunately, like Michigan, uh, states like uh, Colorado, uh, states like uh, you know New York, California, um, there's a really aggressive, even more aggressive attack on the unborn uh, and on uh, the dignity of pregnant mothers. And so we we accomplished what we needed to accomplish in overturning Roe, thank God. Uh, but we need to turn the pro-life movement even more so on the focus on helping our culture to heal in healthcare care uh, through the encounter with Christ and through evangelization. I was listening to a great talk that talked about how evangelization, healing, it's all the same. And so building the culture of life, particularly in healthcare, right now looks like being part of the body of Christ to accompany pregnant mothers and children, uh, not only to care for them, but to heal their hearts, to heal families, and to heal our communities and culture. So as much as we fight the political and legal fight that's so important, um, building that culture of life in our local communities so that abortion's unthinkable, uh, that's what we're doing at Christ Medicus. That's what these other wonderful organizations are doing. How can people get involved in the work that you're doing at Christ Medicus? If people listening today and they want to do something, what do you recommend? Sure. I, I think I, w- I would love everyone to prayerfully consider uh, joining our ministry. Uh, our outstanding Carol ministry 
which is a health and wellness, Catholic health and wellness ministry uh, that provides Catholic health coaching, spiritual direction, a spiritual health program, a member community, uh, so that we as Catholics can live in community with Christ to take care of our health and wellness and be fully alive with Jesus Christ and with each other. And that's what we're doing, Kiro. It's, it's the folks that are our members that are participating in uh, these expanded services that we're offering. It's literally transforming their lives, and that's so important, uh, particularly after COVID, where community uh, was broken down, where people were uh, without the ability as much to be uh, with others in person. Uh, the need for us to have community, particularly in our health and uh, our wellness, that's vital. It's transforming lives. The other thing is to just support, financially support our work. Um, we're one of the leaders in the movement to defend conscience uh, and religious freedom, particularly for Catholic and pro-life uh, health care providers. And so we need all the help that we can get. Praise God. Uh, this holy army of prayer and love is on the move, but we need all the help we can get to encourage folks to prayerfully consider joining our ministry and also financially supporting us. You know, Louis, you mentioned evangelizing the faith, and I, I was saying earlier, we're all called to uh, evangelize the faith. We're all blessed with charisms upon our baptism to bring others to Christ. And you can do that in the pro-life movement. I mean, part of getting involved in the pro-life movement is doing what you just said. It's about changing hearts and sharing truth with people. It's not about fighting them. It's about listening to them and meeting them on their faith journey. And what I love about the work that you do, that you're helping guide people do that, you know, understand that and how to reach people. That That's right. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, I, I had a beautiful conversation with Kathleen Wilson, who uh, uh, helps uh, lead and organize so much of the pro-life response for the Archdiocese of Washington, or excuse me, the Archdiocese of Detroit. And we we have done, as a Catholic community and as a pro-life community, we've done a, a fairly noble and effective job in being engaged uh, in policy, in public policy, and in the legal battle to defend the sanctity of human life. Um, what What's required and what's always been required, but even more so now, uh, is to provide an ongoing encounter with Christ, to take uh, pregnant mothers, to take uh, unborn children, to take families into the womb of the Blessed Mother, um, or you could say into the womb of the Church, and to accompany them, to walk with them, uh, not just when... Uh, a baby's being born, but throughout the entirety of, of their lives. There's a beautiful scripture passage that we're all familiar with, um, that folks will be converted by the love that we have for each other. They will know of the love of God because the love that we have for each other as Christians. That's what we're doing through our Kiro ministry with members nationwide. That's what we're doing um, through the new uh, Catholic Primary Care Center uh, that we're building with various different partners here in Detroit. That's what Mother and Born Baby Care is doing. That's what Mary's Mantle is doing. We need to expand that. We need to do more of it, not less focused on Christ. Uh, we got to take a quick break. We're going to continue our conversation with Lewis Brown here. Uh, and when we come back, Lewis, you can give out information of how to reach you, websites, numbers, anything like that. But we'll take a break and we'll be right back here on Catholic Connection. CMF Curo is a Catholic health care ministry providing families nationwide with a better solution centered around whole health, spirit, mind, and body. Our members share their medical burdens within a faith-filled community. At CMF Curo, our members have access to a spiritual director, 
concierge services, and other health and spiritual resources. Find out if CMF Curo is a better solution for your family. Visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for almost 20 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent millions of dollars to thousands of pro-life charities. 5G coverage is available nationwide and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. Live chat and a video introduction are available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. The wisdom of Mother Angelica. I come from the other side of the tracks. See? My uncle used to have slot machines. Put one nickel in and it's emptied. And I brought him home in a bag. And my mother looked at me. Where did you get all that money? I said, I won him. You didn't win him. He fixed the machine. I didn't care if he fixed the machine or not. You know? EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. You're listening to Catholic Connection. Vanessa Denhagarmo filling in for Teresa Tamio here this morning. We're talking with Lewis Brown today. There is a fundraiser, uh, the 13th Annual Dinner for Life at Sacred Heart Major Seminary right here in Detroit. Um, and, Lewis, how could people reach you and find out more and work with you? Like, what, what do you want to give out, website numbers? Yeah, the uh, best website to go is to cmfcuro.com, cmfcuro, curo.com. And what else do you want to share with our listeners? What else do you want them to know about the work that you're doing? Yeah, I I think that what I see for uh, the pro-life movement uh, and for the Catholic community is, you know, kind of defense and and offense. Uh, The defensive shield that we appropriately need to maintain is to protect um, our right to exercise our religious freedom and our conscience. Those are two basic civil rights the right of religious freedom, the right to exercise our conscience, particularly in healthcare, particularly uh, in medicine. That is so important. Um, what I've said in many venues is that properly understood religious freedom is really the freedom to love, the freedom to love and care for uh, other people because of our love for God, uh, because, the, because of the image of God that we see in every person we encounter. We are obligated to love them and care for them. That's what it means exercise of religious freedom and that's why it's so important that we protect our religious freedom and the right to exercise our conscience particularly health care as we do that we need to continue even if it's hard even if it's scary to do more not less to expand access to christ-centered uh, health care uh, here in metro detroit uh, throughout the state of michigan and throughout the country um there are excellent opportunities today um, to not only provide care, but to really provide healing. Uh, we dream, uh, Vanessa, of, of Catholic primary care centers that are truly healing.
sinners, caring for mothers, caring for families, caring for fathers and children, uh, and through medical care, mental health counseling, uh, the sacraments, uh, the Blessed Sacrament and the medical center, uh, through healing prayer ministry teams that are that will pray with people through the power of the Holy Spirit, so that people can encounter the fullness of the divine position on an ongoing basis throughout America. Um, that will heal our culture. The policy, the politics, it has its place. It's important. But ultimately, people need Jesus, and they need it in their health care. Uh, that's what uh, Heart of Christ uh, Clinic that we're uh, opening, we're working to open uh, later this year in Detroit will do. That's what Mother on Bow and Baby Care and Mary's Mantle uh, is doing. That's what we're doing through our Curo Ministry uh, to do that for Catholic families and individuals throughout over 40 states in the country. That's what we need right now. It's also important that we pay attention to what's going on uh, in Congress, and particularly at HHS. Uh, HHS, I, I used to work there in the Office of Civil Rights. Unfortunately, under this administration, they've been relentless in attempting to coerce medical professionals uh, to perform abortions, to perform uh, transgender procedures, which are harmful to patients. Uh, and so we have to push back and, and uh, demand uh, that Congress, that our federal courts, uphold the First Amendment and uphold other federal laws that very firmly protect our right, our civil rights, to exercise religious freedom and conscience. Uh, and that allows us to continue uh, to love and care for pregnant mothers, children, families uh, throughout the nation. So that's important, uh, and that's what I would encourage folks to keep their eye on, to pray, uh, to fast, uh, and to work uh, for, for justice uh, so that we can be the hands and feet of Christ in our local communities, in our state, in our nation. You know, it's so important that we all get involved in some way. You make a really good point that, you know, with all this information, we have to know what's going on in the political front. We live in such a politically divisive country today. Everything seems so down political party lines, but yet we have to stay informed and educated. And in showing the good work of places like Mary's Mantle and what you're doing and uh, Christ Mother and Unborn Baby Care Crisis Pregnancy Center, because because they don't get the coverage they deserve, so many people don't understand the good that they're doing. So it's up to us to share that with people and then deal with what uh, the Health and Human Services Department is doing and what that means to us in the pro-life movement. That's right, because once you see the love being poured out uh, to the vulnerable, uh, to pregnant mothers, uh, to families, uh, to people who are materially impoverished, through the church, through the body of Christ, um, uh, through the womb of the church, the beauty is undeniable, uh, and it's, once it's unleashed, it can't help but uh, convert the person that's the object of that love, uh, that community that's impacted, that our parishes, etc. And so, this has to, this way of looking at the future of the pro-life movement, the future of building the culture of life, needs to be a core value in everything that we do. It's simply evangelization. It's simply proclaiming the gospel, and it's something that every single person can do that's listening to uh, our conversation this morning at your parish uh, with your family. How can you be the hands and feet uh, of Christ to the vulnerable through prayer, through fasting, through your actions uh, to proclaim God's love for every person? That's what we're doing at Christ Medicus, uh, and we need all the help we can get. <laughs> and so many these other wonderful organizations, but I'm, I'm more excited than ever about what, what God is doing right now, even though there's challenges. There's extraordinary opportunity to proclaim the kingdom of God, particularly in health.
Well, thank you so much for Lewis, Lewis Brown, Executive Director of Christ Medicus Foundation, for joining us here on Catholic Connection. About 30 seconds left with you. What else do you want to say before we let you go? Uh, pray fast and don't worry. <laughs> Amen. Pray fast and don't worry. Leave it up to God. Thank you so much for being with us and sharing your story with us. And God bless you tonight at the fundraiser at Sacred Heart Major Seminary in Detroit. Thank you, Vanessa. Thank you. Thanks to all of our guests for being with us here on Catholic Connection today. And and thank you for allowing me to sit in the host chair, uh, Al and Mike and Teresa and uh, the folks at EWTN. Thanks for Polarisaki for joining us today from ECRC, Doug Keck from EWTN, and uh, and Lewis Brown, Executive Director of Christ Medicus, joining us here. And thank you all for tuning in. My show, Epiphanies, on Ave Maria Radio, 12 Eastern Time, every single day here in Detroit. And we wish you a very blessed weekend. Teresa will be in our host chair tomorrow on Monday. God bless. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Boldly proclaiming the truths of our Catholic faith. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Father Larry Richards, a popular conference speaker, pastor from Erie, Pennsylvania, and founder of the Reason for Our Hope Foundation, will conduct a four-day parish mission at St. Mary Catholic Parish in Sherman. The purpose of the mission is to help people grow in their love for God and give them hope and direction in their daily lives. The event takes place from March 13th through March 16th from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. To register, call 903-893-5148. That's 903-893-5148. Looking for a career move where you can put your faith into action as you build relationships within your local community? Decided Excellence Catholic Media is one of the fastest growing private media companies in North America. We are seeking media, marketing, and sales professionals who want to join our team to produce exclusive faith-filled magazines that support local businesses. To learn more about Decided Excellence Catholic Media, please visit DecidedExcellence.com. That's DecidedExcellence.com. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name. Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be His most sacred heart. Blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. 
Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas. Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.